When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of Shit Right here on a litany of networks. Of course, on YouTube, if you're watching this on Tuesday, where it premieres first, or you can listen to it the very next day on Wednesday on all media outlets Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Barncast, Podcast, Overcast, Podcast, Touchcast, Lickacast. I don't know where my cast is. You want to sign it for me? Please do write and share. And let your friends know about Shit My Bad. We're also on HackerHameen.Podbean.com, RatSaladReview.com. Pleasantries out of the way. I'm your host, the most, lives on the Northwest Coast, your boy, MSG. And I am joined alongside my man, who lives on the South, who uh, does uh, put some food into his mouth. <laughs> That's your input there. Ski <laughs> Jackson! We're back. For another edition, guys, our 25th episode right here. And uh, we're not alone. Uh, if you're watching no, this on not. YouTube, we got a guest. There's a guy here. There's another South Park nerd just like us. And he lives in Colorado. Ooh. So like, <laughs> he could go Ooh. there for us and like be on location. Uh, his name is, uh, I think, has some synonymous here with uh, multiple different professional wrestling promotions in the Southwest. Your area, too, Ian. Uh, his name is Joe. Vernola, JV, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. Um, I can definitely go on location for you guys. Uh, I'm actually really kind of sad because it looks like the shutdown is going to take Casa Bonita as a victim. And oh, I never God. got to go to Casa Bonita. We were going to go next year. It was going to be a thing. It was gonna be I a know. Thing. Uh, it's... <laughs> Like April 1st came around and like checks started bouncing and everyone in Colorado was just like moment of silence, but nothing's been official yet. I'm really hoping that they pull through so I can see these cliff divers. 
Have we started an online petition to Matt Stone and Trey Parker to get them to fund and become owners and operators of Casa Bonita? We need to get on that, like, right now. Change.org, GoFundMe, whatever. Let's do it all. Ian's going to be doing that. Now you've given something to do for Ian through the show, and he won't pay attention. But ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, (laughs) we're back. As we uh, do every week, we get into each and every episode here of Suck My Balls. We break down each and every episode in a linear fashion. And Joe is joining us here on one of my favorite episodes. It's one I've been talking about since we actually started this show. Roger Ebert should lay off the fatty foods. So yeah. many good one-liners. And, of course, you've got the notorious planetarium, I guess you'd say, owner. Uh, the, I don't know what you call a, an astrologist, a physicist, whatever he is. A man of the stars. He, uh, he owned, The owner and operator who cannot pronounce the letter T in the word planetarium. So, uh, but we'll get into all of that. Uh, Joe, what, before we begin, why don't you tell us about yourself? Let the audience know, put yourself over. What do you, what do you do in your life, man? Um, so basically I make very, very, very little of a living kids. Don't follow your dreams. <laughs> uh, in professional wrestling, I'm a ring announcer. I'll do the backstage interviews like me and Gene Okerlund, stuff like that. I've done commentary from time to time. I've been a manager. I've done everything. I've even had a handful, a couple of matches and stuff. Uh, but right now, um, a ring announcer and I kind of help run some of the day-to-day at Primo's premier professional wrestling up here in Denver. I also work for devotion championship wrestling out of Salt Lake city. Russo uh, bro. Russo yes, bro. bro, bro. Uh, actually it's bro. a joy to work with Vince Russo. Uh, I have nothing bad to Russo say about bro, that. Coffee. bro. And, um, I also am getting into the streaming game here from 9 p.m. to midnight mountain time. I think that's uh, 8 to 11 your guys' time out there. Uh, basically, every night I'm on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash the 9 and that is enough of my shameless plugs. That's cool, though. What do you, what do, you do on your Twitch? Um, it's a different thing every night. Uh, Monday night is, uh, usually a viewer's choice. Tuesday night, I'll play fire pro. Oh, nice. Um, Wednesday will be kingdom hearts Thursday until I get through the whole series will be uncharted and Friday. I do a lot of, uh, red dead Two. Nice. Have you start like, I have you gotten really deep into red dead or are you just starting it? I am, it's my third time trying to play through the game and I can never get past chapter two. And I'm right about the same point in chapter two that I keep getting to before something happens and I'm no longer able to play it. (laughs) So I like, I have Red Dead 2 available to me on the Game Pass. I haven't downloaded yet. I just tried Witcher 3 because everyone was like, try Witcher 3. Kind of bummed. Like, I think it maybe it was a little bit too hyped up, but like I started playing it. The mechanics weren't as good as I hoped they would be as far as like your characters running and movement. And like any time like you tell me I have to jump over a small rock when I'm moving, it pisses me off. Like I should just be able to like move as a human would and just gallop over or put your leg up and move over the rock. I should not have right. to instinctively press a button to get over this tiny rock. So, mm-hmm. and same thing with the horse too. And I'm like, he wouldn't run around little paths. I'm like, dude, jump over the rock. What do you, 
Anyway, yeah, I, and yeah. I was I was having kind of the same problem playing Uncharted last night. Like he was hanging on a ledge that the ledge really only went up to his knees. He had to like hunch over to grab onto the ledge. Like, dude, walk. Game physics, baby. Yeah. When your guy gets stuck walking up a ladder and the camera won't move, so your character and you're just stuck there and you're looking at the game like, what the fuck? I just want to walk up the ladder to yeah. finish the mission. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going on diatribes about video games here as we start South Park Podcast Review. But that's okay because I know our audience who's listening to the show knows what they're in for if they're continuing to listen. Hopefully, if this right. is your first episode, you haven't been swayed off. Uh, but we are going to be reviewing and breaking down now. Roger Ebert should lay off the fatty foods. The 11th episode of the second season of the American animated television series, South Park, 24th episode overall, originally aired on Comedy Central in the United States on September the 2nd, 1998. The premise of this episode is the boys visit the planet Aria, and they soon discover that the operator has sinister <laughs> intentions. Invo- the operator, I guess is how we'll deem him, has sinister intentions involving brainwashing Meanwhile, Cartman auditions to sing on the Chizzy Page advertisement. Um, so we start off. We're in class, guys. You got Mr. Garrison. He's going through his you know, lecture with the children. And in this case, he's just mailing it in. Like he's just showing yeah. the videos of Barnaby Jones. Uh, J- Joe, have you ever watched Barnaby Jones? Are you, are you a fan of Barnaby um, Jones? I haven't really watched too much Barnaby Jones. Actually... Anytime I hear someone say Barnaby Jones, I always go to Frisky Dingo and what Xander Cruz used as a pseudonym to get Killface to not kill him. And he's like, Barnaby Jones, my friend. <laughs> and like every time I hear Barnaby Jones, I go right to Killface, not to start jumping franchises and everything. But um, never really watched Barnaby Jones, though, no. <laughs> Well, me and the scoop have had our diatribes before about Barnaby Jones. Uh, I've gone on many a rant, and the listeners probably already know this, but I have to watch Barnaby Jones once a week at my job. So, like, <laughs> I am not the biggest Barnaby Jones fan. It comes on at like four o'clock in the morning, Saturday mornings. Like, I want to say right before or after. There's another cop show that me TV plays in the middle of the night. Canon. That's what it is. It comes on right after Canon and right before Petticoat yeah. Junction. So and like you, you've got this lineup. And you know there is some 70 or 80 year old guy in up Spokane or whatever exactly up at four. Just like up oh, 355. Barnaby Dude, I'm episode 208. <laughs> Watch out, Barnaby! <laughs> the episodes of that show always ends the same, and now I'm going to get into it again. It always ends with Barnaby Jones cornering someone. He's got a gun, and then like he somehow outwits him. You thought you could get away with it. <laughs> so, <I'm just> like, <laughs> so let's get detailed in this episode. As we mentioned, Garrison is showing the boys the episode, and he's like, now, boys, can you – what questions do you have on this episode of Barnaby Jones? And Can't we just be like normal third graders for a little while? Oh, and what do you consider normal? I don't know, like learn about art and music and go on field trips and stuff. Yeah! Stan's like, uh, Mr. Garrison, uh, how come we don't do normal things like, you know, normal third graders do? And everyone in the class agrees with them. Which it's, you know, a great question you might ask as a child. Why are we watching TV? Can we do? And Mr. <laughs> Garrison responds, well, what should you be doing? You know, like art and music and going on field trips and... 
Mr. Garrison says, well, it just so happens we are going on a field trip. And everyone's like, you know, excited. We are. Yay. We're going to the planetarium. And there's like a, oh. a big, like, lol. <laughs> um, Joe, did you ever visit the planetarium when you yeah. were? Uh, we okay. did it in your experiences. Like? Um, I didn't know they were real. Not like this. Uh, <laughs> we went to one in kindergarten in New York. And then when I was growing up in Vegas, I want to say like first or second grade, instead of like a legitimate planetarium on like a community college campus, like most of them are the Omnimax theater at Caesar's palace uh, that giant pineapple looking thing on the WrestleMania nine poster. Oh, okay. Um, friggin' basically it was this 360 degree movie screen, IMAX screen back when they were just using IMAX cameras underwater and stuff. And they turned it into a planetarium. And that was actually, you know, pretty cool. I remember that being pretty cool as a kid, but, um, I don't think I've been to one in, probably at least 20 25 years and there's actually one down in colorado springs that if i wanted to i could just get ripped and hit it up <laughs> you should uh ian when's the last time you've gone to a planetarium or a mystery science theater expose the only thing that i've ever come close to anything like this is an actual observatory i've never been to a planetarium i didn't know they were actually real i thought it was just something i saw in the simpsons and uh South Park, you know, I I didn't I didn't know that they were these actual places with these huge screens and yeah, light shows. That's yeah, like, so awesome. I knew about like concerts and parks where they had laser shows. I knew about those. Well, there's one out here in Seattle at the Pacific <laughs> Science Theater. I I took a date there, dude. Like we just got ripped and went and paid like ten dollars for Pink Floyd laser show night at the planetarium. And you just bring a blanket and pillow in this dome. And you can just fucking – you can bring your vape pen too. They don't care because it's Washington. And you just <laughs> rip back there and rip and just watch the fucking show. It's it's a good time. Like it's a it's a cheap night to go out and get out and do something, you know, with your girlfriend or whatever. Like that's not something you go on a first date. But like it would be something you do like after if you need a, a good night with your lady or something, you know. Okay. Laser Floyd is always good. Laser Floyd. Laser Floyd. Laser Floyd. Well, and, oh, go ahead. No, no. You go ahead. I'm sorry. And I was going to say, like, I don't know your guys' experience in school, but I had a couple lazy teachers coming up in the day where they would just, like, either be hungover or God knows what. And, like, we're watching a tape today, kids. And you could tell how long they've had that tape in their arsenal just by the commercials that they try to fast forward through. That's actually a good point. I, I actually hadn't even thought about segueing into that idea. I I did have teachers a lot of times, you know, growing up through maybe elementary school, middle school, even into high school. Like, right. what, even one of my high school teachers, she tried to position it as like part of our economics class. We're going to watch The Apprentice. Like, this is when The Apprentice <laughs> first started. Watch, like, you could tell this chick was probably a big Donald Trump fan now that I'm thinking about it. But like, she was like, we're going to watch The Apprentice. And like, then we're going to analyze the the blah 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 the business side i'm like okay so like and it was like as a you know a junior in high school you're like okay cool i'll watch tv in class that's fine like i watched the show apprentice anyway so i guess i'll just watch the new season at school like you right. know what i mean so like it wasn't a big deal to me but like now that looking back at from an educational standpoint that was kind of a waste of time <laughs> like, i even had a professor that was never 
in class always sent their TA out. And on 420, the TA just comes in. Yo, we're just watching Planet Earth today. Sign the attendance sheet and get the hell out. (laughs) (laughs) Ian, did you ever have any teachers that mailed it in or just study halls that would just put on like boring or – I mean because most of these videos are going to be boring or movies you end up seeing like thousands of times. We had this substitute teacher who was a – she was just a pure wino. Sometimes you can smell it. She always had these weird movies or something that she would come in and make us watch um, of Mice and Men, like those like those stupid movies, you know? And, oh, man. Then in high school, that uh, let's see, the gym teacher, whenever he was hungover, we would, we would sit down and watch, like, fitness videos or something, something weird of, like, physical education, like these old, like, from, like, either, like, the 60s or from the 50s. Or something that he found. So you got the nuclear bomb like videos. Yeah, dude, dude like the dude knows. And super- volcano and- comes, duck and cover. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Duck and That's right. And cover. Right. You know he, he comes out. Cha- he got the Chuck Lane exercise videos. <laughs> <laughs> let's put your hands on your hips now. Whatever that guy was. Come on, everybody, let's do this. <laughs> oh yeah, Richard Simmons too. Richard yeah. Smith. There you go. That guy was everywhere in the early nineties on yeah, television. Paid right. Jesus. Well, they're uh, they continue to watch more Barnaby Jones as they're watching more Barnaby Jones. There's an advertisement for a cheesy poofs commercial that says we're coming to a city near you, and you could be the next cheesy poofs kid. And Cartman's all excited. I can be a cheesy poofs kid. I can be that kid. Um, so eventually, they decide to take this trip. To we believe Denver. We're not sure because the sign said Denver, forty-five miles. However, later on in the episode, Garrison explains that the planetarium is right down the street. So we're a little confused on the location. Yeah, that that was that was a pretty big gaping plot hole right there. Because I mean, and anyone that knows the geography of Colorado, South Park is a couple hours to the southwest of denver and then denver is like north central state of the state and it's just like yeah if they were going to the planetarium it was probably going to take half the school day for them to get there <laughs> like it's like the parents were going to have to sign not only like permission slips but like the overnight ones where like oh. you have to sign like you have to waive the school like yo the school's not responsible if you're Well this is a it. south park Joe so let's not go yeah. that far True. <laughs> Ian but, what were you Yeah saying? I mean it they were pretty different sections of the state like when i go to south park it's gonna be a day trip i'm gonna have to do it on like a saturday or something uh ian you were gonna say something about south park or colorado location because we had some we had a conversation about this beforehand this is kind of like one of our dislikes was like the location itself like exactly like you said like this is a four-hour bus ride like this is this is supposed to be like a four-hour bus ride between the two cities like it you have this weird sign that says they're only 40 like what Come on, guys, get your facts straight. Well, this was the early on episodes of South Park, so maybe that was the spoof itself, right? right. Uh, but however, they, they get to the planetarium. The boys are outside. They find out that the cheesy poofs there are actually there on location. How, what do you, wouldn't you know? Uh, a little, you plot, know? 
the plot set up there. So Cartman uh, is excited. You know, I, I want to go do this cheesy poofs song. Mr. Garrison won't let him go do this cheesy poofs uh, song and dance and um, forces him to enter the planetarium with everyone else. So they get into the planetarium. <laughs> guy, guy starts talking. And he's like, uh, welcome to the plot. Hello, children. My name is Dr. Adams. Welcome to the planetarium. I thought it was planetarium. Well, it is, but I have a bone disease, which impedes my ability to pronounce the T in planetarium. That's a pretty weird bone disease. Yes, perhaps someday I can get a bone marrow transplant. Yes, little boy? How long is that cheesy poof van going to be outside? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Stan's like, I thought it was planetarium. He's like, I have a rare bone disease that doesn't allow me to say a lot of T in the word planetarium. <laughs> That's a pretty says, specific. Right. He says planet, but not terror. Yeah. I love it, but. Well, when I put the words together, I can't say it. I can say planet, and I can say Arium, but I can't say Arium. <laughs> and then so he dumb. says, and then he says transplant perfectly fine 20 <laughs> seconds later. Constellations. Constellations. (laughs) Every other word he can pronounce except for Planetarium. The (laughs) Planetarium. Oh, maybe that's what that was his lifelong mission. He was like, I can't say this word, so I have to work there and and be the leader of it. Right. Maybe. maybe. That's something I can't ever have. But they, they go into the planetarium. They sit down. Uh, after uh, you mentioned, Mr. Garrison even points out that's a weird specific disease <laughs> like that he has. <laughs> so they go sit down. They're watching this, uh, I guess you might say, lazy, uh, lazy kind of lame, like something you would you would go see. Like I think I've been on this type of field trip. It's not the the good laser show. Yeah. Now that I think about it, like a fourth or fifth grade, I think I've been on like a uh, a planetarium or observatory style a field trip where you don't get the laser show. You just come in and learn about stars and the astrology. So that's basically what the boys got. They didn't get the fun stuff. God and you Dude, I, was in the, I was in like that class that was right next to the special kids. You know, the kids that aren't special, but special. Dude, God damn it. We went to, we did cool field trips, man. And they were, we were with the special kids, bro. We got to walk around Philadelphia. Oh, and we did cool shit. We went to a water park. That's awesome. Dude, I don't yeah. remember any boring field trip from fourth or fifth grade. It wasn't until like middle school. <laughs> yeah, I, I had that one was a boring one. I mean, there was another cool one. It wasn't necessarily bad. This was in California. We went to the like, and I think you've probably done this, Joe, because it's it's a West Coast thing. You go to the missions and shit. Have you ever been yeah. seen missions and shit like that? Yeah, like you get taken on those field trips where like the old like Mayans or Latinos, Hispanics, where they settled like and got their mission viejos and set up. So we went to those kind of things. We went to the Mormon fort. Mormon fort? Yeah. Scoop grew up in that. Like what did you – did you ever go to a Mormon fort, Scoop? Uh, I've been to Joseph Smith's whole plantation and everything. I went to the temple. I've been to a couple temples. Interesting. Done baptisms for the dead, which I felt kind of, I was kind of, I had complex feelings about as a young child. Cause it's like, well, 
if we're doing these baptisms for the dead, they weren't they didn't receive the teachings in life. How, why are we forcing them to be Mormons in the dead? Yeah. You know, well, this is like you're you're baptizing, you're getting baptized into the church for the dead. I think we state. can answer that question easily. You gotta smart, jack up. Smart, the, smart, smart, smart. <laughs> you gotta you gotta <laughs> jack up you gotta jack up the numbers and everything you do. I was a devout Jew. Well, I was a strict Christian. I'm sorry you chose wrongly as well. <laughs> well, what was the right answer? Yeah. I'm sorry. Mormons. The answer was Mormons. Yes. Mormons. And everybody goes, oh, oh, oh come on. What? <laughs> That's crap. Kevin's like, hi, how are you? Welcome to heaven. We're going to do a play about that. We're going to go make some cookies and we're going to do arts and crafts. Um, we're going to make a play oh. about how stealing makes us feel bad. Or whatever the play was about. I'm like, yo, these sound like my Mormon friends. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> now that we've gone off the rails once more, back in the planetary, back on South Park, after the uh, laser show takes an unusual twips, twist, uh, Mr. Garrison, in this first scene, he does step out. But it kind of hypnotizes everyone for a little bit. Now, Cartman, he's like, fuck this. I'm out. He leaves. <laughs> He goes and does the initial audition, and basically, like, there's a kid there. He does his song. He goes, eh, eh, that's sick. And then he does his song. <laughs> that was great, Tommy. Tommy Fred from Toy Pines. He could be our winner. Excuse me, but I do believe that sucked ass. Alan, what's your name, little boy? Eric Cartman. All right, here's Eric Cartman giving it a shot. Yeah. <clears throat> I love cheesy poof. You love cheesy poof. If we didn't cheesy poof, we'd be... I'm talking night court in its fifth season lame. Wow. That's like a night. Right, so wow, they're all impressed. So he after the first round of uh planetarium brainwashing happens they are leaving they're excited they're like we want to go back i want to see the planetarium again and they leave and now they're uh you know carbon's excited he's like you know i, I won i i won the first round i get to come for another callback so we then shift back to the classroom again the next day you know they're talking about well, have you seen cartman and no one had seen cartman at this point in time and they're talking all the kids are still excited about the planetarium they want to go back we want to go back to the planetarium you do yeah yeah we, can we go back we just went there and then mr garrison's like well i guess it's only down the street so we could go again later today and i'm like what yep and, and, so it didn't really make sense well i i mean relatively speaking it is kind of down the street i mean it's not <laughs> like you stayed over or anything just half a state just half just mm -hmm. half a state like in texas driving from austin to el paso you know it's it's same stage just you know 13 hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> well one thing i don't want to skip over on the way back i believe it was the first planetarium trip uh there was a stowaway there was a kid uh van gelder a crazed kid from the planetarium he shows up he's escaped from there and like and he's ah, 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 don't want to go back there <laughs> Uh, no, no. <laughs> it's like, dude, chill out, bro. Like, and, and the nurse oh, yeah. is 
just sit and Gollum is sitting there with like a needle of tranquilizer just right. ready to go. Where does a school nurse get a tranquilizer dart? Right. So Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Garrison's like, we need to get uh, well, first he's like, we need to go back. And the kid's like, no, don't take me back. I don't want to go back there. So then they're like, okay, we got to get him to the nurses. And that's right. You walk, he's like chained down. He, she's holding a drink and it's like trying to like give him sedation and at one point he, he even says mr back is like drugs are good okay uh, <laughs> so that's kind of uh you know opposite of his motto that drugs are bad okay um but you know there's a, a whole kind of side story that kind of goes on there before we get in there let's go back to the kids because they're like we want to go back to the planetarium again let's go back to the planetarium but before they could do so cartman comes in all like excited He's like, hey, guys, I won regional championship. Did you win regional championship, Clyde? No, you did win regional championship. When did you, did you have a regional championship? No, you don't have a regional championship. Um, so, yes, Cartman has won the first round. He's made it to the finalist of four. Scoop, have you ever interviewed or auditioned for any television commercials? You're a, a good-looking guy. <laughs> nope. Nope. Never have, unfortunately. Right. Wanted right. to. Yeah. Never knew where or how. It's pretty easy. You just go to John Robert Powers. I'm just kidding. Don't go to John <laughs> <Yeah>. Robert Powers. <laughs> it's, a, it's a scam. Um, I did grow up in California. I did a couple of different auditions and uh, different tryouts and whatnot. Uh, I had a couple of different gigs as early on as a kid. My parents didn't let me continue to do it. Uh, somehow my dad back then, either he just knew whether him being a salesperson or being the kind of person that got information, he knew Hollywood was corrupt. In fact, he told me later on in life, he was like, there was a reason why I didn't want you to do stuff at a young age because I knew that there was a lot of sexual activity going on. I was like, okay. Hey, dad and then what happens years later and now all that information comes out and now my Tommy. dad just kind of throws it in my face he's like i told you he's like you could be rich but you would have took it in the butt did you want to take it? <laughs> <laughs> i'm like no he's like well there you go <laughs> gotta get your money some other way son i'm just looking out for that butthole that's my job <laughs> <laughs> that's my yeah and make sure you protect that butthole when you're a kid. Nobody touches my son's butthole. I don't touch my son's butthole. You don't touch his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like not even like that at all. My dad's like a super laid back hippie. That's probably what it was. He was like, ah, no, nah, dude, he's not going to do that. Just, just <laughs> come home and play with blocks, dude. Like, just <laughs> watch TV, play video games. Uh, but there was a lot of sexual stuff that was going on in in Hollywood, so I didn't get to do a lot of commercials. Joe, I, I've wanted to do it when I've gotten older. Joe, I know you do a lot of announcing. I've gotten to do mm -hmm. some on a small level here, but uh, what has been your experience as far as in the entertainment field when it comes um, to and whatnot? Luckily, I haven't made it high enough up the food chain to where I have to start worrying about protecting my butt. <laughs> it is my <laughs> buddy ho booty hole. You cannot have this booty. For the Boondocks uh, <laughs> fans out there, but um, it's my booty. You can, but um, it's there's definitely, I guess, politics or like having to rub up to the right people at the right time and stuff. And I don't know necessarily how much rubbing needs to be done, <laughs> but I've just. <laughs> 
Well, it's crazy. I mean, we can't. We definitely won't get into it here on this podcast. But just like any other entertainment business, pro wrestling, there's a lot of stuff that disgusting stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But I mean, audition processes in some cases are very similar to what Cartman was doing. Other times, it's just like knowing the right people or getting in the right car. I can't tell you how many times I just wound up with a job because I was there and they needed someone and they didn't care if I was good or not. They're just like, Oh, you're a warm body. And then I turn out to be halfway decent. And they're like, Oh yeah. Keep coming back, please. So there you go. Scoop that you want to be a pro wrestler. You just got to go train and get in the car. All right. I'll be your manager. (laughs) This guy's chiseled, Joe. This guy lives in Arizona. Like I've been telling this guy for years, he needs to be a pro wrestler. Like this. Oh, guy's... you're an AZ. Go down to uh, Arizona Training School. Uh, Dom and Gallo will hook you up. There you go, Scoop. Become your pro All wrestler, right. and I'll be your manager and uh, take you to the top. Let's go. Let's uh, go. <laughs> Scoop this... Jackson and Sunshine Kid going Sunshine to the top, baby. Kid. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, so the kids uh, eventually now back at the planetarium. Mr. Garrison takes them there. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cartman's like, I'm going to the finest with my mom. So basically, he only came into school to show off his certificate. <laughs> like, hey, what's up, guys? Check it. All right, she goes in. And then he just leaves. Kids go back to the planetarium now. They've bought, you know, they're, they're watching the show again. And this time, we actually get a full scope of what the, um, of what the uh, operator is doing here. As Mr. Gearson steps out to go wee wee, he, turns up the intensity on the dial of the stars as it's moving around you see all these like light foot like you see lights of feet prints and like walking across the sky and circles and shit all like hypnotizing these kids stars moving around in different color formations i'm just gonna step outside and go wait wait certainly mr garrison you love the planetarium to be without the planetarium causes you horrible pain All you want to do is help the planetarium thrive. To not do so makes your stomach ache with needle-like stabs. And right over here we see the constellation Orion. Orion's belt is made up of three stars, one of which is actually... Dude, what just happened? What do you mean? Come on, we gotta get out of here before something bad happens. And he's all reciting things to them, such as, if you do not come to the planetarium, it will give you pain, and you cannot live without the planetarium. So he hypnotizes everyone. So much so that uh, after Mr. Garrison, like he he bluntly comes back in and he's like, and that's the constellation of the blah 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 blah. So he goes like right back into his regular like boring self. And these are the Crusades. And these are the Crusades. These it's like stars. one star. <laughs> yeah, it's a single line, and it makes like some Renaissance shit. It's <laughs> oh, hilarious. Uh, so yes, a lot of crazy stuff with the stars. They're done now at the planetarium <laughs> and they're like, we want to come. We want to volunteer at the planetarium. We want to keep coming back more. Oh no. Clyde says, I want to go again. I want to go again. And Garrison's like, we just got done. And then the operator's like, well, if you guys want to volunteer at the planetarium, you can. And then they're all the kids are like, yeah. <laughs> Stan's like, it's a guy. I was like, dude, this doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> we would no never way. volunteer. Kids <laughs> don't volunteer for things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great point. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's definitely very true. I'm around a bunch of kids all the time because I have a 10 year old daughter, and dude, like, 
it's like, all right, I need you to go do this now. Like, I will ask you if you would. I use the word if. That was a big mistake. Go do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So now the kids are, the, you know, they're, they're going to become volunteers. Well, while this is going on, Mr. Mackey and Nurse Golem, they're back inside the nurse office with the kid. They're trying to reach him now. <laughs> and so Mr. Garrison is trying to get through them as the kid is still having uh, kind of like convulsions, screaming over and over, the machine, the machine. Nurse Golem's like, he's been saying that all day. And uh, Mr. Mackey's like, we need to have uh, uh, we need to have a Vulcan uh, seance or what was it? Uh, put him in a hypnotic trance. Uh, so basically, they he wants to get into his mind, a mind meld, a Vulcan, Vulcan mind, mind meld. meld, a Vulcan mind. Okay. <laughs> so, so he wants to read the Open inside your mind to your chancellor. <laughs> There's Gollum, you're really messing with my cheese. <laughs> yeah, right. This, this Gollum's like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the like, planetarium is going out of business, so he needed volunteers. Okay. hold on so basically first though she says like this is the weirdest thing i've ever seen and mr mac he's like you know that's kind of you know interesting coming from a lady with a dead fetus hanging off the side of her head right (laughs) yeah for a lady with a dead baby on her head you got you need to open your mind or yeah (laughs) we've got it written down word for word somewhere in here there's going for a dead fetus for a woman with a dead fetus going off the side of your head you're not being very open-minded i'm being very open-minded yeah. <laughs> i just found it baby on her head you're not being very open-minded yeah it was just like oh snap he, he I caught her down yeah okay. so he, he has <laughs> he has this seance with the kids or with that kid and we find out that like all of a sudden like the kid starts talking and Mr. Mackey and we're talking at the same time he uses it he uses the machine he uses the machine to take uh, to, to brainwash and hypnotize kids and the nurse is asking him questions why why did you do that because a planetarium's not making enough money going out of business so he has to force everyone to be slaves <laughs> and then she's like oh my gosh and then that's when Mr. Garrett's like or uh, uh Mr. Mackey's like uh you're messing up my team, okay? Yeah. It's cool, though. You're messing up my team, okay? It's so good. Open up your mind to your counselor. Open your mind to your counselor. Open your mind. Dr. Adams. Yes. He owns the planetarium. What about him? He uses the machine. The star machine. Okay. He uses it to erase minds. But why? Planetarium, about to go out of business. Adams had to create slaves to survive. My God, this is amazing. Please, nurse, you're throwing off my chi, okay? <laughs> so, uh, while that's going on, Stan and Kyle are back at the planetarium still the boys everyone's getting signed up to be volunteers and stan kyle and kenny are like let's go check this shit out so they go into the planetarium empty arena they are looking at the knobs they're turning up the intensity up and down you know asking questions what does this do and they're like, Kenny, go out there and see what happens. So Kenny lays down. They turn it up nice and slow, and then they turn it up fast. And all of a sudden, they turn up the intensity so far, ha, ha, high, it kills Kenny. 
you're like, oh, my oh God, we killed Kenny. titties. We forgot the whole haiku. Hold on. I'm not. I was going to get there. Like, I was. I'm. I'm let me do that. Uh, what I was going to say was, is, um, asshole. Um, <laughs> uh, so, anyway, Kenny's, Kenny's dead. Uh, I, I wanted. I was going to. I'm sorry? That's what they said. We're bastards. Yeah, we're bastards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're bastards. Yeah, the reason why I haven't got there because I want to include the, the haiku section of what did Kenny say. So, like, I didn't uh, want to like, uh, listen to that because it's a pivotal but, point. But, Read the format there. Come on, okay. buddy. Anyway, listen to y'all. So, after that, the, you know, Kenny, he's dead. You know, he's, he's gone. They're upset. Now they're like, okay, we got to go tell the police. So, they jump over to Barb Brady now. They're trying to tell Officer Barb Brady. You know, uh, the, the, the guy at the planetarium is brainwashing people. Because uh, you know he's he's trying to get people to like our are we our friend Kenny died and Officer Barbara is like now listen here children uh, you know we we I'm gonna go when I get done with all this crime in town I'm gonna go over to the planetary with you and prove to you that nothing's going on and they're like what crime dude and he's like oh yeah all right let's go over there right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go over to the planetarium. They get to the planetarium. They open the door, and like he's like, "This is a really inopportune time right now for you to join us." And uh, he's like, "Oh, that's fine." So he just barges in. I was like, "Good for him." And then they walk around the planetarium, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, he gets he gets turned into Elvis because um, that's what the plant operator does. He brainwashes him to believe he's he's Elvis. As you mentioned. Uh, in the classroom itself as well, now that we've gotten to both the Kenny death, there was also a haiku section. So let's get into what did Kenny say? <laughs> so there's a couple points in the episode here where Kenny has uh, multiple lines. Uh, the first one, why don't you tell us what Kenny said? Tell us to set, set us up. When you rub your dick, you might find a discharge that winds up on the floor. <laughs> and then... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, well, and the setup for that was, is they're in the classroom. Garrison uh, is saying they're going to learn haikus. And they wanted to go back to the planetarium. But uh, Kyle's like, fat-ass Cartman was not on the school bus today. What a big fat turd. And then Mr. Garrison's, oh, very good haiku. Haiku is at five syllables, seven, then five. And then Kenny said, when you rub your dick might find a discharge winds up on the floor and then I think uh, Stan, Stan what's the discharge <laughs> it was great so that was <laughs> that was the first section and the second section was in the planetarium when Kenny dies Kyle says Here, here's the control panel that operates the stars Stan says Kenny go out there and tell us what you see Kenny goes out there lays down says okay you gotta have some hugging as he's sitting there in the seat uh, Stan says, you know, he hits the switch, moves up the intensity. Kenny initially says, I don't see anything. Kyle says, you see nothing, dude, just a bunch of stars. Stan says, yeah, I guess so. And then Kenny says, whoa, dude, as intensity moves up to four. <laughs> Kyle's like, what is that, dude? And Stan's like, I don't know. All of a sudden, like, Kenny starts compulsive and violently moving as it gets up to maximum and shaking. And then... my god we've killed kenny we're bastards <laughs> so that's what kenny said there you happy you happy scoot we got we got your haiku in 
So, um, did you ever? I mean, you mentioned before we started, Joe, that you didn't know what the haiku was, or the, I'm sorry, what Kenny said, and you thought that was hilarious, and that you're now going to be using that frequently. Um, I may, I will probably use the haiku frequently. I don't know how frequently, but like I had it. This is. <laughs> This episode came out uh 1998 1999 I think. If it's uh oh no, if it's season 2 it came out like 97. Um September but, of 98. Oh, 98. So yeah, this has been nearly 22 years at this point that I didn't know what that haiku was. And I mean there's a lot of stuff that I don't know what Kenny says that I just kind of like leaving it up to mystery, but I'm glad I have found out what this one was. Yeah, like that's we recently started doing that here. Oh, excuse me, more. I mean, we've been telling like what Kenny has said probably since the beginning, but like yeah. we've been like more focused this like in the second yeah. interview to be like, okay, here's actually what Kenny's saying. Like, because there's he's got some great one liners and great yeah, things there that you don't even know. And back then, we didn't have the ability or people who took the time to like, you know, uh, what's you know. I guess you might say analyze the audio, break it down, you know, uncover the masking of it so you can get to the root of what he's actually saying and then transcribing and put it on the internet. Or you've just got a good hear, ear that you can understand the muffled sound. Right. So unless you had that, you couldn't really like look it up on the internet. What did Kenny say? So now that we have that ability to like look it up or like listen back and pause and like analyze audio in different ways, mm-hmm. we can we can I think it's a fun way to like go back and understand what Kenny's been saying in some of these episodes. Oh, definitely it definitely <laughs> is. I'm still so trying awesome. to figure out what some hugging is. Yeah, I didn't was, get that. he was like he talking about trying to get down at the planetarium. Hmm. Well, Kenny hmm. is a little horny bastard. I know, that's yeah. that's where I went with it, but yes. Here's one horny little bastard. Yes. Good for him. <laughs> this guy <laughs> fox. So while uh, Officer Barb Brady gets turned into Elvis Presley, we go back over to Cartman now. He's, as we mentioned, he's the fourth, he's, you know, one of four kids to be chosen to be in this cheesy poop commercial. Initially, <laughs> there's like a poverty stricken mother and her child. Do you think I might win, Mommy? Hope so, honey. Then perhaps we can eat for a little while. Hey, look, they're giving away bread outside. <gasps> Did you hear that, Mommy? Come on, perhaps we can get some food in our stomachs. Psych. And like, <laughs> they're like, oh, maybe we can go fill our stomachs full of food. And, and they leave, and Carmen slams the door. He's like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, that's our Carmen. He's so going. savage. He's so, so savage here. He really is. And then the second kid that they auditioned, they showed uh, he had red hair and freckles. And while they haven't really explored it yet on South Park, just knowing South Park itself, we know that they don't believe gingers have souls. So we knew that they were not. <laughs> this kid was not going to win the competition. Uh, uh, and he sang a bingo song. What a lame thing to do. Carmen, he came in flashing. He sings. Right. He rips off. Yeah. Has a sequence and shit. I was impressed. Yeah. Put on a show. They put on a show. They weren't impressed. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I understand that. But even to he, this day, when I was watching it, I kind of expected them to go start clapping and be like "Bravo, Bravo!" But I forgot that doesn't happen. Yeah, they they were turned off by the showmanship. It was kind of. 
it, it was the arms that did it, you know, and they, yeah. they were like, they don't, they don't like his thick arms. Well, Cartman is the worst of the least, or at least the only one remaining, because apparently he got rid of the other guy that we don't, we didn't see who auditioned. Um, <laughs> that's even more savage is how did Cartman get rid of that one? Um, so Cartman wins. He's going to be in the commercial. So now he's on the set of the commercial. And if you've ever been on a television set, which, you know, I have, I know you have Joe, uh, you know, there's a lot of hurry up and wait is what it is. So <laughs> like you basically sit there, wait till you do your job. Once you've done your job, you go back to sitting there and doing nothing. Uh, certain jobs can, you can really sit there and fucking do nothing until it's time to work. Uh, like an assistant director job sometimes where, Oh, my job is just to keep track of time. So I just sit here and I wait for the show to start. <laughs> and then the show finally starts. And now I have to be on my A game. But other than that, you're just, you know, you're chilling or, you know, you're a camera operator and you've only got your one shot. So you're just standing there. Or in this case, you're the talent and you've only got a couple lines like Cartman does. And they've got a set of tons of things up from where it's lighting, from where he's got a booger on his face. You know, his mom's yelling at him throughout the episode. Don't pick your nose. And he's like, I got to pick my nose. I got my nose. So <laughs> So, so he's on the set and he can't get through the whole song without the director interrupting him. That's kind of the story we see with Eric Cartman on the set. Now, at this point in time, Stan has realized or his stand shows back up with the planetarium with, I believe it was Garrison and the nurse. Cause they're like going to like find out what's going on there. And, Mr. Uh, and he takes them all hostage. But as he does this, there's a, a ton of different people in the the uh, the place. They're all brainwashed. And this is because Nurse Golem and Mr. Mackey go to the principal first. And they're like, uh, yeah, there's something going on at this planetarium. So she's like, OK, I'm going to go check it out for myself. Man, this is boring. Yeah, who the heck finds this stuff interesting? Dude, this is totally killer. I hope this goes on for like seven months, man. You will not remember what happens here. To remember it will cause incredible pain. Incredible pain. Incredible icky pain. Dude, I'm totally tripping. This is totally killer. They would be like us, like, dude, totally tripping right now. Right? Even even if it is Kenny Loggins, (laughs) it was Laser Kenny Loggins, like Laser Kenny Loggins. Uh, oh, it was great. I was like, "This is awesome!" And then, like, they turned the intensity up, <laughs> and yeah. you see, like, the the principal and the other teacher, the they're reacting to it. But like, I couldn't understand why the hippies end up getting brainwashed because it looked like they were really enjoying it. They were like, "Right, oh, dude, she's pretty sweet right now." <laughs> like, I would have felt oh, thought like with them going on their acid trips and all the trips they do, they would be kind of immune to the brainwashing. Yeah. That right. was my only complaint in this episode. I was so, it because yeah. in the next following scene, as I mentioned, when Nurse Coleman and them now show up, like what the fuck's going on? Where's it? Where is everybody? Where's the officer? Where they're all working? You know, like I love my work. I love my work. And then, like you see, Chef, he's brainwashed, which that made no sense at all. They didn't give us a backstory. How did you brainwash Chef? Yeah, where did where when did you pick up Chef? Because he's the one that's usually. That's the save the day ish type, you know. What y'all crack is doing now? Maybe he was at one of the laser concerts. Like, I, I don't remember hearing like laser Pendergrass or anything like that, but 
Like, like it, because I don't think he would go to Laser Kenny Loggins. Like, he, I don't either. I mean, like, do you th- do you think the Planet Aram would have put on like Laser Cypress Hill? <laughs> you think Chef would have gone to that? He would have maybe gone to Laser Cypress Hill, uh, Laser Barry White, Laser Hayes. Dude, Laser Bob Marley would be cool if that exists. I would watch Laser, that. Laser Marley would be pretty pretty dope. I'm <laughs> picturing Iron Lion Zion, right? Yeah, now. that's Ooh. what I'm saying. Oh, we got to get Ooh. this going somewhere. And it's like uh, just a lion, just like, oh. yeah, yeah. Lion, I forgot. Like for- Zion. <laughs> Zion. <laughs> <laughs> sorry (laughs) so at this point no it's fine so at this point now cartman uh you know he's excited he's gonna be on television he's calling all his friends he's calling you know stan he calls kyle hey guys i'm gonna be on tv tonight he calls his grandma she's all like oh i remember when i was a child and i was on my first television yeah okay goodbye (laughs) (laughs) he's all pissed he's like where the hell is everybody i'm gonna be on tv right he's excited well, while this is going on, as we mentioned, you know, the nurse Golem and Mr. Mackey showed up with the boys again. And now Officer Barbary thinks he's Elvis. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he ties them up because he's got everyone kidnapped. But since they, you know, he, he's got to brainwash them since they're not brainwashed. He ties them up to this platform and they're about to be brainwashed. And as they're about to be brainwashed, Cartman in his own insecurity and his own egotistical narcissism bursts in. Where the hell is everybody? <laughs> fast there, Tubby. I'm just taking care of business. Think hard, Elvis. You're not really the king of rock and roll. You're a fat, stupid, worthless policeman in a small town, okay? Oh, thank you from a fate worse than death, counselor! Why do you guys see me on my TV commercial? Because they show Cartman in his commercial, which is hilarious. Like, they do the whole get yourselves some cheesy foods, blah, blah, and then they do the whole song, I love cheesy foods. You love cheesy foods. Cheesy foods. You don't. Lame. And it's just Cartman in his cheesy poop outfit. So he didn't even get to sing the whole song. And that's what happens in television. Sometimes they'll cast you for one thing, and then they just be like, you know what? We're just going to use you in this way. But hey, at least he got television credits, right? So good for yeah. He got that IMDb credit, (laughs) IMDb national spotlight credit. I'm assuming Cheesy Poofs is a national brand, so he's got royalties. Like, why? I mean, it shouldn't have taken Cartman getting an inheritance. He should have been able to get his one million dollars in earlier age. I'm just saying. He's gotten his million dollars a few times over. Yeah, you know. Ends up fucking it up. Well, so he's pissed. He he runs into the planetarium now. Why do you guys see my commercial? Because no one was there. And everyone's like watching the planetarium stars. And he's all like, what the hell? He's like, so he walks up to the satellite where the stars are. He kicks it. It breaks. Ends up crashing through the glass. Ends up zombieing out the operator. Everyone's all excited. They're like, thanks, Carmen. You saved us. And Carmen's like, what? What? what, what, what? What do you mean? I saved you guys. And they're like, dude, get over here and untie us. So he unties them and 
then Officer Bar Brady comes in still under Elvis uh, hypnotism, and Mr. Mac is like, "Think, think, you're a you're a a, a middle aged man in a co- in a podunk town, and you suck at doing your job or something like that." Oh yeah. Oh, thanks for not putting me through that hell anymore. So. <laughs> They, he helps untie. They end up going and seeing that the operator himself, he's been, you know, zombied out. And because no one was there to give him hypnosis, he's just got a blank mind. And uh, it ends uh, with uh, Carmen, you know, he or Stan and Kyle muse about the power of the machine, of course, that Dr. Adams has built. And the Cartman is just happy to be the hero and got to be on TV. And, uh, you know, he's he's pretty sweet. He's pretty awesome. And that's kind of how that episode ends, guys. Uh, before we get into the underlying tones, Joe, what did you think of the overall episode itself? Um, just like you guys, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes. The planet Arium joke is one of those things where it got so old during the episode and then eventually starts becoming funny again because of how just how much they stick to it and how well mm-hmm. he can pronounce every other T. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but uh, most of the other things that I really like and everything we're going to touch on in the underlying tones and facts and everything. So I'm not going to, uh, blow the spot there. Scoop. Was there anything else you liked about this episode overall before we get into the underlying tones? Fun facts. Nothing that's no. going to give anything away. You know, All later. right, well, let's, let's get into it. So the title is this episode mentions the popular film critic, Roger Ebert. Now, uh, from what I've seen, it's possible this episode was produced to make fun of him, and that was in light of the fact that he gave Trey and Matt poor reviews for his films of Orgasmo with a half a star and Basketball with a star and a half, which... Basketball um, was funny. Um, basketball was, is amazing. Basketball is amazing, and I don't want to sound queer or nothing, but Orgasmo should have gotten a fucking higher rating, all right? Uh, yeah, I, I, lo- I agree. I, I, I love need to that. see that movie. I haven't seen it yet. You've never seen Orgasmo? Uh-uh. Oh, bro, you need to watch that today. Like, okay, yeah. Phone, watch that movie, <laughs> especially because you're a Mormon. You'll even love it more because they're making fun of the fact that it's a Mormon turned into a porn star. It's fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> but he doesn't ever actually have sex. Like, he's the stunt cocks. Are they bringing a stunt cock? Stunt cock. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. He's like, I'm Mormon. I can't do that. Oh, don't worry about that. We got a stunt cock. We just want <laughs> to look good. It's great, dude. You gotta watch it. <laughs> Um, so at the beginning of the episode mr garrison is forcing the children to watch and answer questions about the television series barnaby jones as we've mentioned two or three episodes ago it was a crime drama that ran from 1973 to 1980 mr garrison says that episode 203 of barnaby jones is called barnaby under siege that is actually incorrect as episode 203 is called echo of a murder there is no episode title Barnaby Under Siege. I know this because I run the commercials for that show. Uh, the, late, the talent search for a child singing the Cheesy Poofs theme song was inspired by a real-life contest by Oscar Mayer Wiener. Um, I think this is notable because as a kid, I didn't win that contest, but I was cast in an Oscar Mayer Wiener commercial nice. where I got to sing a couple parts. So th- I thought that was... Uh, that this episode, that's probably why it's even one of my top 20s, because it's like I have kind of like, oh, I, I can kind of 
you know, even sympathize with Cartman there. So I did that and I did a, a Kodak print ad when I was a kid. Those are the two things my dad let me do before he stopped letting me do stuff. <laughs> um, several real constellations are seen. Uh, as we mentioned, Taurus, the Big Dipper. Um, he's like, here's the Big Dipper. And like he, he puts the Ursa Major, meaning the Great Bear. Polaris, the Great North Pole Star. Orion and Cassiopeia. And then we get a fake one with Roger Ebert and his thumbs down. <laughs> like from the crib, South Park payload. Okay, right? uh, the South Park who gives, and he's also did the uh, what was it, Roger uh, Ebert and Robert? Adrian Robert? Yeah, um, at that time, Gene Siskel was still alive, so it was still Siskel and Ebert. But um, Ebert. after Gene Siskel died, then it became Ebert and Roper. Ebert Roper, right? So yeah, but Siskel <laughs> and Ebert, the movie critic. So yes, I gave it poor rating, and then as you mentioned, one of your favorite likes, Joe. The Crusades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just it's two time. dots, and it's like Da Vinci. <laughs> uh, now, based on what we've seen, it's pretty apparent that the inspiration of this episode comes from an episode of Star Trek titled Dagger of the Mind. The premise of that episode follows Captain Kirk going to a planet, Tantalus V, which is actually one of the next fun facts. Um, a prison colony for intergalactic criminals. There he is mentally tortured until his mind is healed by Spock using the Vulcan mind meld. And it's, uh, the plot elements are used in this episode. The observatory is called the Tantalus V Observatory, as I just mentioned there. Uh, it's kind of there, you know, from the dagger of the mind. And Dr. Adams from the planetarium gets his name from Dr. Tristan Adams from that same Star Trek episode. And um, got Star Trek just all yeah. over it. And <laughs> like, if you look at the outfits that Dr. Adams and the planetarium staff are wearing, exactly. and then you start watching TOS, it, yeah, it totally looks like something from like a costume from the original series. <laughs> so okay. after, after that, Cartman destroys the machine, causing his, nopes, his hypnosis. There's a kind of a musical cue that's even reminiscent of that composed for Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. That one I didn't know. I, I was just under some fun facts. Mm -hmm. At the end of the episode, while commentating on Dr. Adam's fate, Kyle says to Stan, Can you imagine it, Stan? A mind emptied by that thing. Now, of course, this is a parody of the line that he used, Captain Kirk uses in the Dagger of the Mind by saying, it's hard to believe that a man could die of loneliness. Um, now, the archway above the door when the class returns to the planetarium reads, me transmitti sursum caledoni, which is Latin for beam me up, Scotty, a reference from Star Trek. Cartman's middle name is actually revealed in this episode for the first time. Uh, during the Cheesy Poos, casting director calls him Eric Theodore Cartman, which is we know him now as Eric T. Cartman later on. This is actually one of the few times Cartman does save the day. He, of course, we, he was unaware of it. He was just being a narcissistic coming in looking for attention. Cartman's grandmother, as we mentioned, Mabel Cartman, appears for the first time. We eventually will see her later on. Yeah. Is she uh, still alive? Um, yeah, they haven't really killed her yeah. off. Yeah, no, yeah. I thought that I thought one of uh, the times Cartman got the million dollars was because she died. Was that her? I don't think so, because I thought that she was. Oh, you know, you're right. You when, right. Yeah. When he buys the uh, theme park off Mr. Fune. I, th I think I was confusing her with the Thanksgiving episode 
where they Charlie Manson Thanksgiving where we meet the no, she's Christmas in family. that. She's in that, but oh, that so episode, she's in that. That episode so that one could... is still before the one where ah. she dies and Cartman gets the inheritance for the theme park. Good point. Yeah, exactly. On okay. the lines and lines and lines. Yeah, I've got like I should probably start having like string theory. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good call out. See, I would, I hadn't even gotten into season four. I just I knew her her next appearance. I was thinking of the Thanksgiving episode. When yeah, like, when I, they go every, to Nebraska. Yeah, every time I go to my grandma, I get a present. Which is <laughs> such a great joke to jump way, way ahead when they're driving through and they get to the state line and everything. Yes, it is. No, it's true. If you've ever been on that that drive, it's ridiculous. Yeah, oh yes, yes, I have. It's yeah. Even the even the change from Colorado to Kansas, dude. Like when you go for, for you'll go from like snow and beautiful scenery to bleh, nothing, and you're just like it's flat and it looks like Arizona again. Yeah. Uh, well, hell, you go east to Denver and the Front Range and the Rockies start getting out of you. It's all farmland anyway. <laughs> That's true, but hey, if you go, what is it, four hours north of Denver? I don't know what the name of the town is, the name of the city is, maybe you know. I've been there on tour, though, and it's like a, a whole town that's like, a, a, almost like, it feels like a an equestrian of just teepees. Like, everyone does their own, like, homes out of, like, biodome homes, and uh, there's, like, well water, and, then like, you oh, can go into man. the town, bro, and they have these stores that are, like, barter stores, where no money is exchanged, where it's like you give what you take and you leave what you can. Yo, I'm going to have to find this place. I went there on tour. Uh, the well water was the best water I've ever had in my life from the Colorado Rockies, obviously. Yeah. It, it was just amazing, fresh right yes. out of the ground. It was addictive. Mm. Like, it, it, there's no flavor, but it's just so refreshing and so good. Like, ugh, it's, you could drink it with anything. I'm like, this is why people only drink water over here. Like, you would imagine the glacier water from the water boy being like... <laughs> exactly. Feel it. It's still cold. He poked me that. He poked me that. Poke me that. Oh, that's cute, kid. How old are you? 11? 12? I'm 33 and a half years old. I'm 33 and a half years old. That brings me to my next point. Don't do drugs. Don't smoke crack. Oh, yeah, don't the Lawrence smoke Taylor is so great in that. <laughs> Whoa, you can tell get, he's get, still a virgin. <laughs> explain to us what's going on here. Well, it was sometimes the, the quarterback is the ball, and, 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 and I try to tackle him. And other times, the quarterback will, will, will pass the ball out to a receiver or, or the running back. In which case, I, I try to tackle them, too. <laughs> In which case, I try to tag it in. I try to tag it in. <laughs> which brings me to my next. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, let's finish up this, guys. Uh, 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 which brings us to the next point. Mr. Mackey says for the first time, <laughs> drugs are good. In order to convince the kid from the planetarium that it was okay to let Nurse Golem sedate him. <laughs> um, this episode also marks the first time Butters actually speaks. However, his voice kind of sounds very different um, from the later modern day episodes. Uh, Mr. Garrison's learning plan is the last fun fact here. It, it follows Barnaby Jones as a cultural text, uh, taking the children to the planetarium and a haiku. So well, there you go. That's, that's Mr. Garrison. 
All right, well, let's wrap this up, guys, here with our top likes. We, we have been mentioning them throughout. The first one, I mean, I, I mean, I talked about it. I think Scoop's talked about it. Uh, the, the planet are out. I mean, that's the, well, the just, it's just one of the things we love about this episode. <laughs> I've been waiting to get to this episode to review it just so I can mm-hmm. say plot RM over and over. Plot RM. <laughs> Bonitis. Bonitis. I have bonus is. Uh, number two, <laughs> the Star Trek central theme. As you said, Scoop, there was a lot of Star, Star Trek oh. here littered throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Cartman inadvertently saves the day. While By being an being asshole. An asshole. Be an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, the Cheesy Poof contest uh, sing-along. Was, uh, to me, I, I can associate with that. And it's just funny itself seeing Cartman c- compete in that and doing whatever it took to be cold cutthroat politic and uh ultimately get the job uh number five the hippies totally tripping balls right now that was and that's uh, the first time we see them since the episode where mackie gets fired for giving the kids weed right yep, yep. okay yep. You fired us, Mitch Mackey. We've been living out here in the woods. <laughs> what are you, we haven't seen you since you expelled us. Oh, how's it going, boys? <laughs> we live out here in the woods. Uh, so the hippies, that was funny. Number six, Mr. Mackey's Vulcan mind meld. Yes. <laughs> Open your mind to your counselor. Okay. Yeah. okay. Speak okay. right through me. Uh, number eight, uh, for a nurse with the dead baby on her head, you're not taking, you're not being very open-minded. That was yours, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it, it just like very rarely does Mackie ever clap back at anyone, and like that was just like a perfect shutdown. When they have like their offset characters that don't normally clap back, the joke hits even harder. Like anytime Butters laughs hysterically at somebody else, I just start dying when he goes, ha! <laughs> right. Right. Which is why <laughs> Get Butters. Which is why Butters bottom bitch is my favorite episode, period. Do you know what I am saying? Do you know what I am saying? Hey, Wendy, you should be working the playground. Come on, make some motherfucking money. Do you know what I am saying? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I, I just love that Butters believes everything Cartman tells him. He's so gullible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another one, too. Awesome O5000. My, my other favorite one is the one where Cartman gets everyone to believe that Kyle's behind 9 11. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, if you look here, <laughs> the, the mystery and the douche, uh, the, the Harley brothers. He, he oh, not the the Harley brothers. Clue. I'm getting such I'm a raging, raging clue, clue, clue right now. It's <laughs> plotting me this way. Oh, my, it's plotting me this way too. Your clue, then. Let's, Let's follow you. your clue. <laughs> I spilled clue goo all over me. Oh, I got so much clue juice everywhere. <laughs> Speaking of clue juice and discharge, number nine, Kenny's haiku uh, was your number ninth JV. <laughs> Yeah. What's um, discharge? What's discharge? Oh, ugh. you know, when I was a kid, when I first saw that episode, I didn't know what that was. I was like, discharge. Um, but, you know, it's, it, that joke hits even harder as an adult. Yeah. No, number 10, Scoop, you wrote the rats that appear after Kenny dies when he's like laying in the theater. I actually kind of agree. I like how, like, he, when he blew up, when he blew up, like, as he's laying there, he's just like, you see his head and his empty arms. Like, it's just a splattered right on the seat. It was pretty cool. I'll give him, mm-hmm. I'll give him that. 
Um, as I mentioned, and I mentioned anytime it's brought up, I don't like Barnaby Jones. That's my top dislike. Um, <laughs> Cartman's ease of kicking over a satellite was your scoop. You didn't like that. Just too simple, right? Just kind of comes simple. in and kicks it over. Could have done with something where he had to like throw a wrench and moving gears or something. Yeah. Then. It was pretty easy, especially because the fact that we know Cartman is not a beefcake. Uh, you know, beefcake. he he drank too much weight game 4,000 for that. <laughs> um, by the way, how did he ever lose all that weight? You know, right. that would have been, I think he could have lost all that weight. He should have been able to get down even further. Right. Uh, as we mentioned, the and, location. Go ahead, sorry. And he, wait, has he been uh, crucified for three weeks yet? At have this got, point? I don't believe so yet. We haven't got oh, okay. the Okay, yeah, because <laughs> Cartman's weight gaining abilities are legendary. I know, right? right. Yeah, we I don't we haven't gotten to that one yet. Uh, but the uh, next one here we have uh location of the planetarium, which we kind of all talked about and riffed yeah. on. Just where was it at? And the last one, how did Chef get brainwashed? So there was a couple other things here you wrote down, Joe. Is anything else you wanted to put over? Um no, we really touched on everything like teachers showing old tapes because they're just phoning it in that day or hung over the haiku, the constellation. Um, I am just trying to figure out what white woman from South Park chef was trying to hook up with that. He went to laser Kenny Loggins. Ooh, that's probably how he got there. Yeah. Oh. Like I, because I saw that, um, I saw it in the notes and I started thinking like, I mean, I just assumed he went to one of the laser concerts and then like, well, wait, like chef usually knows good music. Not even, not even with the Isaac Hayes connection. It's usually chef can just like lay down some funk. Like why would he go to logins? Yeah, it would be that, that is, a, but I mean, you got to give Chef credit, right? He knows where the white girls are going to be at. I mean, he almost had sex with. I mean, he probably did, but he ain't the daddy uh, with Cartman's mom at the drunken barn dance. So, like, right, he's right. used to like patrolling these white women country style music, right? That's the only way he's going to get laid in this town, right? We, yeah. And we don't even find out for another twelve seasons who Cartman's father actually is. Oh, that's that's a good point. Exactly. Ooh, no but, spoilers. So at this. <laughs> So at this point, you know, we only know that two year old spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at this point, even that episode is like 12 or 13 years old, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, that was the episode. That was some of our top likes and dislikes. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. If you've been listening to this show since the very beginning and maybe you've asked yourself, when the hell is Matt going to have a top 20? Well, Scoop. This one's the top 20. It's in. It's in the oh, top 20 of overall South Park episodes of all time. You took a snapshot. You're a goober. Um, so, yes, it, it, is, it, it took a snapshot. <laughs> uh, took top- a snapshot of me. Yes. Uh, top 20 episode <laughs> of all time. That being this episode. <laughs> profile photo. That's it. Exactly. These are some good ones. Uh, scoop. Top 20 or top 50? What's your choice? Top 20, baby. Top 20 makes the top 20. Um, Yeah, this was uh, one of my top 20 episodes. I think the next time we'll have another one for me definitively that I can think of off the top of my head right now is Finger Bang in season four. 
as there are over 300 episodes, I am trying to spread out this top 20. Uh, but there might be one in season three because season three's got a lot of good episodes as well. Still a lot of good episodes left in this season, guys. Uh, as South Park kind of got on their stride here in this season. Uh, Joe, I, I know you're not part of our illustrious top 20, top 50, but as far as an overall scale, what do you think of this episode? Where would you rank it in your top episodes of South Park? Um, it's probably a top 25 one. Um, you were starting to talk about season three and another one of my top 25s popped in my head or top 20s with uh, the Civil War reenactment. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the red badge of gayness, I think it is. Yes. Um, the uh, this one's definitely a good one. Um, there's one that you and I were talking about that I'm going to be coming back for that is probably in my top 50 list. Um, this one is definitely up there. I don't know, like, number wise, but I'm willing to say this one would be a top 20. Nice, nice. Well, guys, that's another episode here at Shek. Our next episode that we'll be reviewing is season 12. Ep- oh, sorry, season 12. Season 2, episode number 12. And that will be Clubhouses. So on that episode, the bo- Stan and Kyle set to build their own clubhouse as well as Kevin and Kenny. I, I was like, my mom would be like, hey, you need to go to bed. And I'm just like, shut up, bitch. I, I don't need to go to see bed time, too. I'll eat when I want to. Uh, so that'll be our next episode. So if you'd like to follow along with that episode, send us in your information, tweets. I didn't check tweets. I should have checked tweets and like Gmail and all that, but I didn't. So we'll get to that if, if there's something there on the next episode. But you can send us over your information at Suck My Balls Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow us on Facebook at South Park Pod, as well as you can email us at SuckMyBallsPod at gmail.com. Once again, Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Where can the peeps, the weirdos, the beardos, people who eat Honey Nut Cheerios? Oh, did you do that in Skype? No! I did that in Skype, dude. This on video. (laughs) Technology by using a South Park background image. Um, So, dude, that's so dope. um, Now you need to you need to improve your lighting. Is what you need to do next Mm -hmm. time. Okay. Uh, but I can do that too. We can, if you want to get fun and freaky, we can put us like we're in different locations of South Park or something for the episode. And it's just the thing is, you don't have a green screen, so you're gonna have this choppiness behind you. Like you see how the image is kind of moving behind yeah, you. But if you have a green screen, that won't happen. Yeah. So like, you yeah, this get... is you could just change your background on Skype. See, yeah. like when you move your hand and sh- there, yeah, see, you can fuck but, with it. But like, if you know, still you cool. If you don't move, <laughs> yeah. If you don't move, like, yeah. <laughs> See if you're frozen, then you're perfect. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry you interrupted us, Scoop, as I'm trying to give our guest here his outro. Uh, Joe, please tell us where these people can find you and how they can watch your shows and how they can support you. I am on Facebook at JV Vernola. Um, if you search Mile High Wrestling on YouTube, you'll find my channel. I've put up a couple matches and some podcasts there. And my stream is once again every night from nine to midnight mountain at twitch.tv slash JV the nine. And I'm calling dibs on Stanley's cup right now. Nice. <laughs> like eight, really? eight years. I know it's like eight seasons from now, but <laughs> <laughs> calling dibs on Stanley's cup. 
Oh, see, I wasn't really ever a big Stanley's Cup fan. See, I can do it too, Scoop. I can be stupid yeah. and I can put up an image of our last podcast. It was that we were on the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Stanley's Cup. Yeah. I actually never really liked that episode. So it'll be good to have you on the episode if you like it. Dan Marshes. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, but uh, thank you guys for having me again. Twitch.tv slash JVThe9 or on Facebook and Twitter at JVVernola. <laughs> Scoop is like a little kid here, JV. <laughs> hey, man, excited. Scoop has integrity. We got integrity up in this podcast. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta I'm going to have to see, and like now I have to find Tegrity Farms. I know where South Park is. I have to find where Tegrity Farms is. Uh, so so cool. You got to be watching this on YouTube, guys, to be getting all this extra content of seeing Scoop mess around. I actually ended up putting our last episode that is still up right now. You can subscribe right there. And if you're watching this on video, this is cool because it's like I'm actually pointing to something. So subscribe right. to Your us head on- just disappeared. Right? So, so, so subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and check. Looking for some new podcast to listen to? Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from, like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Junkerred ved juletid Ting tang ting jo til dig Omkring ham davet sneen hvid Ting tang ting jo til dig Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst Med et der sejnede hans hest Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting jo til Stakkels junker død Ting tang ting nu til dig Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ting tang lu Ting tang lu Ting tang ting nu til dig 
Det var jo noget værd og noget. Ting, tam, ting, For da han tøede, blev han våd. Ting, tam, ting, Men sådan kan det altså gå, når man går uden hue på. Ting, tam, Ting, tang, lu, ting, tang, lu, 